0: And is engaging in philosophical debate with him. Vaishas in general are not known to be very philosophers. He's taken the role of a philosopher. Although he's a pure And... One uh, point about the Rajvasis that's, that's often made is that they were not great Vedantists, but they had a qualification even above that: and that they were great devotees of Krishna. The point being made that simply to know philosophy is not, in and of itself, the ultimate goal of life, but the ultimate goal of life is to love Krishna, as the Rajvasis certainly did in all respects even though they were not great students of the vedas so nanda maharaj even though he is apparently involved in the worship of or wanting to perform a ceremony for the worship of indra uh, actually his only intention is how to satisfy krishna it all everything he does is fully centered on krishna if he is thinking how to Satisfy Indra, so the rains will fall, so the cows will be fed nicely. He's only thinking how ultimately Krishna will be fed very nicely with the milk. So everything he's doing for the pleasure of Krishna, who is now engaging in philosophical discussion with his father, Nanda Maharaj, who in this reply, in this verse that we're reading today, is performing or he's enacting the argumentative point, point of argument of appealing to authority not not exactly authority but appealing to the fact that many other people, Vayam anyecha, us and many others, they worship him. So that many people worship Indra he's telling Krishna that you are questioning this but many people do this it's not just me so this is one kind of appeal to the authority of numbers just like if we say to someone well why didn't you come to Mangalati this morning said, well so many others didn't come or does it make it right it's, it is it is of itself, it doesn't actually have much credit, this argument. Although it, it may appear to. Prabhupada often said this, box Populi, the, the opinion of the masses. It means there's so many fools. So many fools, if they agree with something, it doesn't make it right. If, if ten million fools all agree that two plus two equals five, it doesn't make it correct. if if 10 million people say 2 plus 2 equals 5 and one person says 2 plus 2 equals 4 then that one person is correct and it's not that because something which is untrue because many people believe it becomes true sometime it must have been when in, in the 1920s or 1930s there was a radio broadcast in America it was supposed to be a drama about how People from Mars had landed in America, and they were taking over the cities and destroying the cities, and, and it produced a mass hysteria. that Many people they became afraid and they ran away from their homes, and the whole country was caught in hysteria. They didn't realize it was supposed to be a drama, a radio drama. So that's how one person he's packing up his home and putting everyone in the car. What are you doing? Why are you running away? The Martians have come. Ah, uh, really? We also have to leave, and then the next, uh, then it catches up. The people—they don't try to find out. Well, the Martians really landed in America, but they just because. Well, everyone else says the Martians landed in America, so they just presume. Wow, well, it must be true. Ooh, we better run away from here. This is an example of mass hysteria or. Following the mass without questioning properly. There are many nuances on this variety of foolishness. The well-known story by Hans Christian Andersen of the the Emperor's New Clothes. That one foolish emperor. You no know emperor means Samrat, Big king of kings. So some tailors came to him and said that we have very first-class cloth, so-called tailors, they were cheaters. We have first-class cloth and we will make the best clothes for you. But this, this cloth has such a quality that only intelligent people can see it. So they showed it, you see what beautiful gold filigree, filigree means jari, you see very nice. Actually, there's nothing there, but everyone is saying, oh, very nice, because they didn't want to show that, actually, I'm a fool, I can't see it. So they made the clothes, and they were paid a lot of money, and then they said to the king, well, maybe you have such nice clothes. No one ever before had such nice, wonderful clothes. You should go in public and let all your subjects see your nice clothes. So they dressed him very nicely, put it on very nicely, and said, now you go for a parade in the city. So he went completely naked. And everyone was saying, Oh, what wonderful clothes because they heard that if you only if you're a fool you can't see. So they didn't want to say, I'm a fool, and I can't see. So everyone was saying, Oh, what a very nice clothes, very nice. Very superb. And the king was going naked. And eventually a child came and said, The king has got no clothes on. They said, Ah, it's just a foolish child. I said, No, he's got no clothes on. And they all, Oh, actually. I don't see any clothes either. What about you? And then when everyone agreed that they had no clothes on, then they all agreed like this. So this is the power of public opinion. We tend to be swayed by public opinion. We see this is a very powerful influence in people's lives. Even people come to Krishna consciousness and they philosophically... At least they're supposed to understand what is the fact. But they still, they very much influence what others who are not Krishna conscious think. The tendency is there. We see many devotees, even though there's no reason not to, they don't like to shave their head or they don't like to go in public with devotee clothes on because they think, what will people think of me? Ah, if people see me in a dhoti, ah, What will I do? People will laugh at me, ah! They're very concerned. They're, not con- they're more concerned what the public thinks than what about the, uh, the Vaishnavas and Guru and Krishna thinks. The aim of Krishna consciousness is to satisfy Krishna. But we're more concerned to satisfy the public or others. Nanda Maharaj, he was also performing this ceremony. He thought, well, others are doing, I should also do But he was different Because when Krishna told You don't do You do what I say Then he immediately Okay Never mind what other people think Never mind what Indra thinks I will do what Krishna wants That was the difference But most people They're they're not actually convinced That we have to follow Krishna We have to follow Guru, Sadhu and Shastra They'll follow a little bit As they feel Okay I can do this much But they're still very much concerned. What will others think? Good. They're very much concerned. They're not convinced that we're not the body with the eternal servant of Krishna. They're, they're identifying with the body. And they're identifying... Identifying with the body means to identify with all the anitya upadhis temporary designation that go with the body i am msc i am gujarati i am from such and such a caste all these different things so this is uh, an obstruction in bhagavad bhajan in service of krishna habits we learn in childhood. That's why we see in Vedic culture, they teach these things. But there's no Vedic culture in Gujarat. There's nothing here. I don't see anything, not even nothing more than the West. Anyway, getting back to that point, that uh, Krishna consciousness is meant to be a new life especially when we make the commitment, diksha kāle bhaktakare atma samarpan, we're supposed to, and take initiation, one is supposed to surrender himself fully. But we keep various designations. Of course, as long as we're living in this world, we have to be somewhat mindful of that. And even Krishna in speaking Bhagavad Gita spoke to Arjuna somewhat on the platform spoke to him about kshatriya dharma. You should fight as a kshatriya. That's your duty to do that. So some, we have to be somewhat mindful of that. We can't, apart from those who are completely beyond all rules and regulations, avadhut, they don't follow any rules and regulations. They, they're completely unconcerned with this world. But especially Vaishnavs in the modern age who are supposed to preach Krishna consciousness, they have to be somewhat concerned with the world because we're living in it and moving in it. But how that, how much we're concerned with the world that Joshua Dinanda Prabhu yesterday was discussing how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he adhered to social rules. He generally adhered to the social rules and regulations. But he wasn't at all attached to them. He was ready to give them up at, at any time. You'll see that he took sannyas for the sake of attracting people, to at least bow down before him. Taking sannyas means at least in Vedic culture people take that seriously. It's something to be t- because taking sannyas is very serious. It's not a joke. And he wanted, even though he wasn't bound to the rules of sannyas dharma because he is the Supreme Personality of God, he is above all such considerations, but still he wanted to follow them very strictly so that people, for one reason, people would not criticize. Sanyasi <laughs> era chidra sarva loke gai, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, or was it Damodar Pandit, said to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that if there's a slight fault in a sanyasi, everyone will broadcast it very loudly there's even, if they don't follow very strictly, because that's all they're supposed to be doing. All the sannyasis, very nice mouth you have. Thank you for giving us darshan, artyom, of the inside of your mouth. You don't understand. When you you yawn, cover your mouth. Don't give us your darshan, of the inside of your mouth. So, uh, sannyasi, he's, Taken sannyas means he's supposed to have given up everything but transcendental activities. So if he has any materialistic activities, naturally people will recognize that. And sannyasi is very much respected because he takes because he's following all these things. If he doesn't follow, then people will criticize that. Why is getting so much respect if he's not following? Why should? Why should he's supported by his society? He doesn't go to a factory to work. So why should? Why should we support if he's not following all these things? So that's natural. He should follow very strictly. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was doing that because he took sannyas so that people would respect him. And if they respect him, they would listen to his message. And because he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, simply by offering obeisances to him, even without knowing that he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, they would make some advancement. So he followed. The, he was following the rules and regulations of sannyas dharma very strictly that his his disciples wanted to offer him various comforts, but he didn't want to accept them because he was thinking people would criticize and then that would be bad for them if they criticized. But on the other hand, uh, he wasn't attached to such rules and regulations because as a devotee, taking the role of a devotee, a devotee is above all rules and regulations, the bhakti-bhav or the The mode of devotion, that rules over, that supersedes all rules and regulations. So we see that Maharaj Prataparudra, he asked Savabhum Bhatta that when all the the followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu from Bengal arrived in Puri, what did they do? They went to see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and immediately they took a big feast. So the king was surprised that it's very strange... When you arrive in a holy place, you're supposed to fast, shave your head, and you, when you come to Puri, you're supposed to take the ashram Jagannath. But they first, they went to see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They didn't see Jagannath, and they, Mahaprabhu fed them. He arranged for their prasad, and they all sat and took prasad. So he was surprised. What is this? So Sabhvanbhatta Acharya, at the same time, he was he saw they were so full of luster, they were so bright with spiritual sage, spiritual luster, that he could understand they're all very great personalities. So Prataparudra Maharaj, who was the king of Udkal at that time, king of Orissa he wasn't criticizing that, why are they doing this, it's against the rules and regulations, but he was surprised. Why? Why are they doing that? So Sambhava Bhattacharya explained that. For those who are on the transcendental platform, the rules and regulations are supposed to bring one to the transcendental platform. For those who are on the transcendental platform, then uh, they don't need to follow the rules and regulations. And although they generally may do, the, uh, the feelings of bhakti sometimes, or the activities of bhakti sometimes supersede the rules and regulations. So when they came to Puri, naturally they are anxious to see Jagannath, but even more so to see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is Jagannath anyway. It's not different. But uh, they were more eager to see him in this. Jagannath is known as Patita Pavan. Not all incarnations of the Lord are known as Patita Pavan. Ramachandra Bhagavan is known as Gaur Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Jagannath is also considered Patita Pavan. Prabhupada explained that even though people in Orissa, they generally eat fish, but still Jagannath accepts their worship. So, Patita at the outside of Jagannath temple, you see. Patita Jagannath. For, the, for those who are too fallen to be allowed inside, you can take darshan from outside also. But uh, even though Jagannath is so merciful, Chaitanya Mahabhu is Mahavadanya Avatar. Most magnanimous. All the incarnations of the Lord are Vadanya, the magnanimous. But Chaitanya Mahabhu is Mahavadanya. Because he gives Krishna prayer, he gives love of Krishna, freely. So the devotees are very anxious, very anxious to see him. And immediately Chaitanya Mahaprabhu arranged for prasad. And you're, they want, they're not going to say no. If Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is offering, you take prasad. They, they're not going to say no. So they, uh, the bhakti bhavana, on the perfect stage, the bhakti bhavana overrules, rules and regulations. Of course that stage should not be imitated. Gorya Vaishnavism is by its very nature, because it is from it's more concerned with the feelings of love of Krishna than the rules and regulations which are required to achieve that love. But there, there is a tendency because the, the, those who are perfect in devotional service, they often exhibit behavior which doesn't follow the rules and regulations. So there may be a tendency for those who are not perfect to imitate. Therefore, those who are perfect, they, they generally follow the rules and regulations very carefully. And they teach to follow. They teach followers to follow and not to imitate. But the tendency is there. Uh, it may be there in Gorya Vaishnava culture especially to for people to imitate or falsely consider themselves to be on a platform beyond rules and regulations when they're not. So anyway, the point here is that following the rules and regulations, in Vedic culture there there is also social pressure. What people will think if you don't follow the rules and regulations. So that social pressure is good that there should be some pressure to follow the rules and regulations of civilized life and of spiritual life. That should be there. But, a, a completely perfect devotee, he may not follow the rules and regulations and he may not even care what others think. And that is considered the perfectional state, as Ishvara Puri told Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was chanting and dancing and when he even later went to Varanasi, the sannyasis there criticized him. The sannyasi is supposed to be very brave. So what is he doing? Singing and dancing in public with low-class people who are not even Brahmanas? He criticized. It's not considered to be proper for sannyasis. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was acting on the order of his Guru Maharaj who recited to him one verse from Bhagavatam which he said is the essence of the Srinath Bhagavatam's teachings that Evanvata nama kirtya jatanuraga chitta jatanuraga chitta uta uchay azatyate rodati roti gayaty madhavan richti loka bayaha that when one has actually achieved the perfectional stage of devotional service then he likes to very loudly chant the names of his dearly beloved Lord. Not he likes to, but he, automatically, he, because Krishna is very dear to him, then automatically he chants his name and dances and cries. And he doesn't care what outsiders think. He's, he, it doesn't concern him. It's not his concern what other people think. So, uh, this is the perfectional stage of Krishna consciousness where one is simply concerned with what Krishna thinks. That is Arjuna's perfection. Take shelter of me only, Krishna says. Take shelter of me. Don't care what others think. Arjuna was concerned that, well, it's not very good if we kill our gurus. What is that? Boksham, baiksham, pihaloke, jidva boksham, pihaloke. That even if we conquer over the world, it won't be very pleasing if we kill our gurus. What will people think? But Krishna told, Don't you, you take shelter of me, you consider what I will think, don't consider what others will think. So these are symptoms of surrender. Not that not that one is callous for the sake of being callous to the outside world, but he is callous for the sake of serving Krishna and pleasing Krishna. That that, that example I was giving the Prabhupada on on front of national TV he was chastising his devotees for two hours. He didn't care what the public thought, he wanted to because they weren't Arranging properly to serve Krishna, Prabhupada is very angry. They're not serving Krishna properly. Krishna will not be happy. So Prabhupada is very unhappy and he chastised them like anything. And where the whole national, the whole country is watching on TV. That Prabhupada didn't care. Krishna is not being served properly. That was his consideration. So that is a devotee's conviction. Prabhupada once said that if we are walking on the street so many people are there and we are considering that I am not the same as these people I am on a different path I'm, superficially I am walking on the same road but my path in life is different I don't, we don't identify with the, with the general mass of people we identify with the servants of Krishna this is my identification this is my identification that uh, so many people are interested in living a life of sense enjoyment. We are not interested. So many people may be interested in what is the latest news, the latest sport, the latest politics. What is this? What is that? But a devotee is concerned to worship Krishna and Nanda Maharaj and Govardhan all the devotees all the residents of Vrindavan and all the Vaikuntavasis this is our this is our Parichai our identification that we are servants of Krishna what is that story what is that verse that yasya there's Verses that some people they worship the Vedas or the Puranas or the Mahabharata, but uh, one devotee says, I worship Nanda Maharaj because in his courtyard the Supreme Absolute Truth is playing as a child. So here we're hearing every morning the pastimes of Krishna in Vrindavan, and if we think about this, well, it's A conversation between a son and his father 5,000 years ago. So it doesn't seem very important. Even if there's a conversation between a five-year-old boy and his father, now, you're not very interested. It doesn't come in the front page of the newspaper. Five-year-old boy advises his father not to perform a religious sermon. Front page news. It's not going to come on the front page. Instead, we have on the front page... I know, I was there getting my email so I saw the, the, I don't know, some newspaper on the internet that some mentally ill person tried to force a British Airways flight to Nairobi to crash. So it very interesting news. And then phoning up America and, oh, did you hear the news? Oh, someone in Boston shot someone. Oh, did you hear? But there's something more... More fresh news about the Boeing jet. So, this is already described in the beginning of Bhagavatam by shukdev Goswami to Pariksit Maharaj. Pariksit Maharaj as a king, as the emperor, must have had so many such discussions, political discussions, social discussions, while he was emperor. Now he was renounced. So Śrīvāda Goswāmī immediately told him, forget all these discussions. You were formerly, you were a grihamedi in your home, simply stuck in your home and listening to so many different conversations. Now, you've come to listen to me. We are going to discuss ātna tattva, the science of the soul. We're not going to discuss all these other useless things, which persons who, who have no vision of Atma Tattva, they are seeing all these things. Maybe we're going to see Atma Tattva Prabhu in one or two days. He may be coming here. You don't know. Him. Well, maybe you'll get to know him. Ah, So, we're not meant for discussing an Atma Tattva, that which has nothing to do with the science of the soul. We're meant for discussing that which is in relation to the soul and especially the supreme soul. Atma means what? Atma means body. Atma means mind. Atma means soul. And Atma means also the supreme soul, the supreme personality of Godhead, Paramatma. So we're discussing Krishna, what he said to his father 5,000 years ago, which is, far more important than what is going on in the world today with the plane crash here and the shooting there and an election here and a murder there and I can write the news also you can just write it's the same thing more or less you can can just write you can write the reports and just fill in the detail how many people killed in the plane crash the location and destination it's the same thing some election, some coup d'etat. You know that is revolution. Don't put your hand on your mouth. You're supposed to learn these things in childhood in India. Uh, so it's all the same thing over and over again. Sometimes there's a little variety. The American election is very close, so there's big argument over who will be the president which goes on for days and days. So what? Instead of one instead of one rascal becoming the American president, another rascal becomes. And what difference does it make? But we are interested in what Krishna is saying to Nanda Maharaj, what Nanda Maharaj is saying to Krishna. And others, the people in general, may think, oh, it's not very important. We should discuss politics or we should discuss sport or some such thing. And everyone is interested in these things, but we are not interested. We are interested in Krishna. We have to know how to understand Krishna. One time in Vishakapatnam, I was lecturing at one temple. So it was—it was not uh, it was just the general gathering who were there were listening to me. In other words, people come to the temple, and I was giving a lecture, so they sat down and listened. It wasn't that they particularly came and listened to my lecture.